decided to join us and I'm excited to see what's in store. Amen. Amen. Me too. I'm excited about it. I feel like that, um, you know, we've been reading through the Psalm this month and this is our month of consecration That's and right. fasting. So we take the 30 days and we fast and pray and 21 days of fasting and prayer and, uh, but 30 days of reading through the Psalm right. and praying those Psalms. And they have been amazing they are. every day. And uh, I know my wife and I have enjoyed it. And because uh, early in the morning we wake up and we go ahead and we start somewhere around 5.30 or 6 uh, listening and, and just setting our mind and getting our spirit set for the day uh, with those songs. Man, it's so powerful and it's really uh, been good. So I want to talk from one of the songs today. But there's an old song that kind of goes along with what I want to talk about today. And uh, I wish I had better voice, but, you know, I am where I am right now, so we'll get there. But right now, this old song just says, Some folk rather have houses and lands. Some folk It's a true song, but sometimes the road does get rough, right? And it's not always easy serving no, God. No, it's not. It's not always easy um, doing the right thing. Sometimes it's easiest just to fall back into old patterns and fall back into old habits, and you know, just reconnect with old things that we've done all our lives, and we've just done it without a lot of thought and a lot of thinking. But um, in our reading. And uh, we started today 
with Psalm 50. And uh, we read it early this morning in the Passion Translation. I want to take it out of the New Living Translation just a little bit. I'm not going to do the whole chapter, but I just want to say, uh, talk about this one piece here. Uh, where uh, Jesus or God was talking through the prophet uh, David. David, it's a Psalm of Asaph, actually. It's not David's Psalm. And uh, Asaph was one of the musicians. And so he is writing this Psalm and these Psalms are very prophetic. They're very powerful. And he said, oh, my people, I'm, I'm gonna start at verse seven. He said, oh, my people, listen, as I speak, here are my charges against you, O Israel. I am God, your God. And then he says, I have no complaint about your sacrifices or the burnt offerings you constantly alter, offer. But here's what I need you to really understand. Verse 9, I do not need the bulls from your barns. Are the goats from your pens? In other words, the bulls and the goats are fine. And I'm good with those, but I don't need those. That's not what I'm asking you to really sacrifice. Now, this is really powerful because he said, I know every bird on the mountains and all of the animals of the field are mine. He doesn't say, I know what every bird is. He said, I know every bird. In other words, I know the sparrow, I know this one, I know that one, I know the different birds, I know the eagle, I know the osprey, I know all of them who are on the mountain and God knows them individually. In fact, the Bible talks about it. He said, if I'm aware of every sparrow that falls, you know, then surely I'm gonna take care of you. And yeah. it's like recommitting and reconnecting our trust back to God. So hence the old song some folk would rather have houses and lands but i've decided to make jesus my choice mm -hmm. i don't want to trust in the things of the earth i don't want to trust in the things of nature but i want to really trust in god i want to place my trust in him so he says this for i know all the animals of the forests are mine he said and i own the cattle on a thousand hills i know the birds on the mountain all the animals of the field are mine and then i love this piece verse 12 if I were hungry, I would not tell you, for all the world is mine and everything in it. Do I eat, God is saying, the blood or the meat of bulls? Do I drink the blood of goats? He said, more thankfulness, make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the Most High. So here's, here's his point. Um, and then call on me when you're in trouble and I will rescue you and you will give me glory. Here's his point. You can bring bulls and you can bring the right bulls. You can bring the goats and you can bring the right goats. And everything can look perfect on the outside. But the inside is where you're jacked up. Right. Because I need you to make thankfulness your sacrifice. And obedience, the commitment out of thankfulness. I need you to obey the vow. I need you to keep the vow that you promised. There's, you know, I feel like sometimes there's a lot of people in the, in the world, in the church, especially that live, maybe that kind of like we come to church and we put on a front, you know, it's like, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Everything is okay. But at home, everything's a mess. Yeah, 
you know, it's easy when you when you mention that maybe our household is not in order and and that's in any household. No one has right. a perfect household. Right. We all have problems and we, we all, all struggle have, with things. We do. We just struggle. There are things that are presented to us and how we were just talking about with one of our um, one of our contacts, you know, we go through seasons and we're praying God to take us out of the struggle. When right. in, in fact, it's really part of our testimony is what really is making us stronger. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, the prayer, he'll walk with us, right. but it's because he's walking with us because he's growing us, he's straining us because that is going to be our future testimony. Absolutely. And so I think, you know, when, when it's we... It's a training ground, It so definitely is because that's why we were called into a higher, mm -hmm. for, for a higher calling because we need to be straightened. Soldiers don't just get called to be a soldier. Right. Just to have a name. Right. There has to be training. There has to be practice. There has to be, uh, res there has to be resilience mm -hmm. that has to go through that. And so, in in a way, in, in God's kingdom, when we do when we serve God, we will have tribulations. Yeah. You know, and just like the prayers, is that you know, just walk me through the storm. Mm -hmm. It's not praying that the storm passes. Right. It's you know, help me. What am I understanding? What am I seeing? What am I learning in this moment? Because yeah. I know on the other side of the storm. When the sun right. shines and the rainbow is it's showing, I have we have surfaced stronger. Yes. Because yes. of what we went through. Yeah. And that's vitally important. And there's something to be said about all of that. And there's something to also be said about the part where he said, you know, I, I don't need you to bring the bulls and the goats because I don't I don't eat that stuff. That's not that's not you're not feeding me. You're not doing me a favor. Right. So sometimes we come to to the house of the Lord as if we're doing God a favor. Right. And God is saying, that's not what I need. I don't need you to come as if you're doing me a favor. I really need genuine or I require genuine thankfulness. You know, in Psalm 51, uh, which is the next one, which is a great, great, great Psalm. Uh, it's the Psalm that David sang to the Lord or prayed to the Lord or cried out to the Lord in the day that he was made, it was made aware that he had taken Bathsheba. And so he says, create in me a clean heart, renew in me a right spirit, cast me not away from your presence, take not the Holy Spirit from me. All these things that he says in there. But then he says in, the, in that Psalm, he said, for thou desirest, and I'm using King James, as you can tell, thou desirest truth in the inward part. And that's really what God is after. It's truth in the inward part. We do a lot of stuff that looks like a show out here, but what really God is after, and this has really been speaking to me this week, is the truth in the inward part. Where where are you right here? Where is Bishop Gary Oliver? Where is Gary Oliver? Not even Bishop, just where is Gary right here? And that make Gary right with God, not, not external stuff, but right here, right with God, because that's really true holiness. Right. And, and I love the, the way it's written, you know, when 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 we think about why, why did God need all these, you know, sacrifices that needed to be done? Why was he asking for all these when he's God, he can create it. if yeah. he wanted it, he could create it. He doesn't need it from yeah. us. He created just like he created us. He created the animals. He can create whatever the need is. Right. It is the connection. Yeah. It is the connection, it's the obedience, the obedience connection. that says, you know what, this is, I, I can connect because you do need to eat. Mm -hmm. You do need to, uh, from the animals, you do need from the produce, you do need it from here. 
But remember, I provided it to you. Right. It is God who gave it to us. And so it's the obedience, the connection to know yeah. that, that God is the one that is the provider. And the also because of that connects us to the loving God that he is because he is the provider right. that gave us what we need. And at the same time, all he's asking is mm -hmm. thankfulness. Yeah. And it's just like you were talking about, like a, being a soldier in war. You know, there's something about even when you don't feel like it, that you go ahead and praise God anyway. That's not what I'm talking about. No. I'm talking about those that put on the plastic face. And, and listen, we can all do it. It, it, I'm not I'm not pointing a finger at anybody and making a judgment call. I'm saying we all are very capable of doing this. When things are not perfect in our life, we try to act like they're perfect. But God says, I really want real thankfulness right here. Right. And so I'm praying that during this time of reading, that there is a reconnect with God so that we come back and say, you know what? I really need to reconnect with God. I've been walking with God for 50 years. I've been in ministry for 50 years. I've been doing this forever. How long? 40 years, 70 years, whatever it is, however old you are, you can say, you know, I've been doing this for 10 minutes, or you can say, I've been doing it for 10 years, but whatever it is, where you are in your journey, make sure that you don't allow it just to become a habit that you do out of rote. It's something that you remember. Routine. It's something that you have gotten down. You've got the pattern. Down. It's kind of like driving home after work and you're kind of fussing about somebody at work or something or thinking about a situation that happened at work and you get home and you don't really even remember driving home. I don't remember making the turn. I don't remember the traffic. I don't remember. How did I get here? All of a sudden, you just arrived at home. Well, sometimes we kind of come to church like that too. And we do that. Right. And it's kind of like, I, I don't know how did we have church today? Right. Oh yeah, I guess we did. I went, yeah, I do remember going, but I don't remember what the preacher preached. Yeah. What was that? What was you know, saying? Did it resonate? Yeah. And it's because we're not really connected. Correct. I, I remember, um, you know, I grew up Catholic and in the prayer that just the continuous prayer, the repetitive right. prayer. Right. And I was like, that's just repetitive. You just do it unconsciously. But where's the connection? When do I talk to God? When right. when do we stay silent to hear what God is saying to us as well? And in the messages, you know, when we're we're at service, is how did that connect? Because there is a message that God is mm -hmm. delivering to us. How do I connect that in my life? Right. Because we know the Bible speaks to us in different times, in different ways, and we, we the same scripture. It's a whole different meaning for each individual right. one of us. That's how right. God created the word. And that's because that word is alive. It is alive. Yes, absolutely. And it Amen. discerns your thoughts. That's right. It discerns where you are. It discerns the thoughts and the intents of our heart. And so the scripture, the word of God is alive. It speaks to us just like these scriptures are speaking to us today. He says, and then I love this piece when he says, when you make thankfulness, your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the most high then call on me when you are in trouble and I will rescue you and you will give me glory. In other words, you won't just come bring another bull. You will give me glory. Right. You'll be really connected to me. Now watch this. And I'm going to read just a little bit more and we'll, we'll wrap this up. But God says to the wicked, why bother reciting my decrees and pretending to obey my covenant? Don't pretend. God hates pretend. And he said, for you refuse my discipline and treat my words like trash. When you see thieves, you approve of them 
and you spend your time with adulterers. Your mouth is filled with wickedness and your tongue is full of lies. You sit around and you slander your brother, your own mother's sons. And while you did all this, I remained silent and you thought I didn't care, but now I'll rebuke you, listing all my charges against you. You know, one of the biggest problems with people in the church is that we do something and we reap no, no consequence from it right then. So we think God is okay. Okay, well, God has ignored me. Okay, well, it's all right. But ultimately, until we repent, we still stand in jeopardy of him coming and listing his charges against right. us. Right, our prayers being hindered. You yeah. know, we, it's a self-sabotage. So he says here, repent all of you who forget me or I will tear you apart. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. I just love, love, love that scripture. Let me read it out of the Passion Translation right here. He said, the life that pleases me is a life lived in the gratitude of grace. I love that. Always choosing to walk with me in what's right. This is the sacrifice I desire from you. And if you do this, more of my salvation will unfold to you. It's beautiful. Man, what a beautiful picture mm -hmm. that God wants to give. You know, we think we have salvation, but yet God says, I want to give you more salvation. I want to give more to you. There's more that is, that is for you. There is more that is coming to you. And so I believe that God has a lot more for us in this season. And I believe that he has a lot more um, for what's ahead of us. But the one thing that I really want to drive home today is that thankfulness is an attitude that God loves. Right. And learning to live from a place of thankfulness is so powerful. And so it takes us out of such a negative mindset. It takes us out of stress. A lot of times when you're thankful, it, it just, you can't be thankful and stressful at the same time. No. Almost, you know, it's like, you can't be, you, you can't do two things at once. You can't be depressed and thankful. Right. Once you're driven, one is love driven. Yeah. So you yeah, have you to have go to. to that, that, that love driven attitude and say, you know what? I am so thankful right. for what the Lord has done for me. And, and there's, there's a lot of thankfulness to look in every situation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's what we're learning. If we're in the middle of a storm and thankful yeah. for the storm, because this is an opportunity for me to grow. Right. Um, you know, we, we, there's a lot of things that we can go back and thankful, thankful for my relationship. Thank right. you for the opportunity to, to pray to him the liberty to come and worship, you know, yes. where other countries don't have those right. opportunities. There's some countries that don't can't even get together in, in a place of worship. Yeah. You know, they have to secretly praise him. There, there's just so much that we are so thankful for, and yet we can lose focus when mm -hmm. something goes wrong. Right. When or it doesn't go the way we want it. Or or answers or prayers are not answered um, you know, the way with, that they thought they should the way, be answered. Or, or within the time frame we wanted them right. to be answered when we know he's the, he's the one that knows the perfect time for yeah. it. So, yeah, thankfulness As puts old, us in a whole different... The church used to say he's an on-time God. He's an on-time God. He Amen. may not come when you want him, 
but he'll be there right on time. And his time is the and best I time. Love that. <laughs> because he always knows when to bring what he needs to bring. Amen. And it's, you know, there is there is a way to be thankful in the midst of the storm. Because you can be thankful in the midst of the storm because you know that he is the one who is keeping you. Right. And he's bigger than the storm. Amen. And, and knowing that he walks with you. Yes. Through the storm. He walks with you. He's there with you. And, you know, when we look at when we're going through tribulation or there are things that are happening, you know, when we talk about spiritual warfare and things are happening, you know, you just knowing the fact that you're going to come out stronger. Right. Having the faith and know, one, you're not alone. And two, right. he's right with you. You, right. you just looking for the beauty that's going to come after that. Yeah. I want to just kind of drop this too on us before we uh, end the show today. But I, you know, it's, it's kind of like when you become thankful, it impacts every part of you and body, soul, and spirit. But here's what I really want you to understand that your soul is the complete package of your embodiment and everything. In fact, Joseph Garlington, whom we love, Bishop Garlington, was here for uh, uh, just a few weeks ago for our anniversary, and he preached, I'm bigger on the inside than I am on the outside, mm -hmm. was his message. And it was so profound, talking about the bigness of who we are. But here's something that I want to just kind of throw out there. I think that our soul may be bigger, much bigger than our body. Right and that it actually holds our body. The reason I say that is because people feel you before they see you. Right. People connect with you before they ever know you walked in the room. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in a room where somebody walked in and you go, who just came mm -hmm. in the room? Who, the presence, somebody, because yes. you feel a presence. Mm -hmm. It's because our soul is so big that my soul precedes my physical. So if I'm thankful, watch this, I get to infect the whole room with gratitude. Right. And I get to bring an attitude of thankfulness to everybody. So when I walk in the room, everybody's attitude should be changing to one of gratitude because I am bringing gratitude in the house. And I think that's what God wants us to live. Absolutely. There is so much to be thankful for. I look at us in this country and people, you know, we, we shop on Amazon, we shop on TV, we shop on our iPhones, we shop on whatever it may be that you have, uh, you know, your tablets, everything. We shop all the time. We get packages delivered to home. We don't even have to go to the grocery store anymore. We can order our groceries online, drive to the store, call in, text in a number, and they come and put it in our car. Right. We do the same with Best Buy. You want a new TV? You don't even have to go in the store and talk to anybody. Just go order, pay for it online, pull up, text somebody. They come out and load it in your car and you just drive away. <laughs> and it's so crazy how we live in this country with so much. And yet we do not carry the attitude of gratitude. Right. I want to make sure that I come through this fast with so much thankfulness with an attitude of just, God, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my wife. I'm grateful for my boys 
and girls, God. I'm grateful for the children in my life. I'm grateful for the young people in my life. I'm grateful for the church family in my life. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be a spokesman for the house of the Lord. I am grateful for the opportunity to be able to worship God in freedom, as you talk about. Right. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to just be alive in a day Amen. when everything is possible. Absolutely. Anything. And everything that's changed, you know, what we came out of, uh, the fact that we have help, that, that we're here, that we're here in this moment to be witnesses of what's happening. Just right. thankful for all of that. And yet, you know, oh, well, my knee hurts or my ankle hurts. Yeah, and then I have a great uh, other knee. And yet I'm already thinking for the healing that's already happening, you know. Right. In advance, call what you want. And in this time of consecration, this is what we want to dedicate. Being yeah. thankful, praying, and thankful not just for what we have. That's just yeah. the regular of what we see in this moment instantly. But right. what we still have not seen that God's already doing in our lives. Yeah. Thanking Him in advance for what He's doing in our lives. That's true. And so what did Jesus tell the woman at the well? I'm just dive over there real quick to John mm -hmm. 4. And tell you, what did he tell the woman at the well? He said, the day is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. Now, that doesn't mean that I have to be in the spirit to worship. But it means that when I worship, there is spirit in my worship. Amen. It is connected spiritually. In fact, it's almost like the word enthusiasm or entheos in God. Enthusiasm. It's uh, an enthusiasm to worship God. There is a joy in expression to him. There's a joy in lifting my hands and waving my hands and singing and dancing and shouting before God and playing tambourines and the musical instruments and the rhythm and everything is so powerful when it comes together. And so I get to express myself in spirit and then the peace in truth. That means it is indeed a worship. Right. It is truly a worship. It's not a fake. It's not a show. It's not a put on. And in fact, in the Old Testament, they were taught when you build an altar, you can't build an altar with a chisel, chisel on the stone or a hammer on the, you cannot use stones that have had the sound of a hammer or a chisel on them. In other words, you cannot manufacture real worship. Amen. It has to come from right here. Nat yeah, natural, original, authentic. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, I just pray that something we've said today has been a blessing to you. It has ministered to you. And we want you to write us. We want you to let us hear from you. We want you to jump on, make comments, do whatever you can. And um, we just want you to know that we love you. We care for you. We're praying for you. And uh, if anybody feels led to send money, you can send money. We're not asking for money, but you can send money. And you can do that right there on our website. But today we bless you. This is Bishop Gary Oliver and Lady Noah Me. God bless. Take me to that sea.